Introducing the Monte Cristo Cinquenta JR 50th. Celebrate our anniversary with this luxurious cigar now offered in the iconic Monte Cristo torpedo size. Only limited quantities are available, so celebrate 50 years of excellence with us right now only at jrcigars.com. Get ready for Smoke Night Live with Master Sensei. Here we are, ladies and gentlemen. This is Smoke Night Live, episode 288. I'm your host, Master Sensei. And I'm here sitting next to Emmett Malone from Blind Men's Pub. Greetings. How are you, my friend? Great. Glad to have you back on the show. Always a pleasure. And we're, of course, joined by Jordan, the Wonder Kid producer boy. Jordan, Howdy. Wonder Kid producer boy, how are you? I'm just excellent. Just, just excellent. Killing it over here. It's a Friday night. Smoking some cigars, hanging out. We got a studio audience tonight that's going to be joining. They're going to be joining in on the fun tonight. You've got Quinn there with the hat, Quinn. and you've got Scott uh, with the beard. bald head and the. Uh, I was going to give him a beard. The shot beard out. shot. Scott is the owner of Trinity Cigar Mobile Lounge, the greatest mobile lounge on the Western Hemisphere. Agreed. And Quinn is the the guy. If you ever want to know anything about fracking. You just ask Quinn, hey, how's fracking work? Boom. Yeah. And he'll bust into a two-hour... And you know what? He's literally got a PowerPoint on the ready. And yeah. it's good. Always. Yeah. It, it's, it's entertaining. It's actually you always interesting. always have to be prepared with the PowerPoint. Always. Drop yeah. that knowledge. Exactly. One slide at a time. How, how is the fracking going? It's going great. Did you do some fracking today? I didn't do any fracking today. <laughs> I smoked <laughs> cigars today. <laughs> <laughs> well, good to hear. Uh, so tonight on the show, uh, we are going to be doing some blind cigar reviews. Mm-hmm. As most all of you already know, Emmett is the king of blind cigar reviews. If you go to blindmanspuff.com, you'll get the all the latest blind reviews. And the cool thing about blind reviews, it's like a different take on cigar reviews. Um, it, it, to me, it adds the part of the industry that, uh, that we're li- it's sort of like, it's kind of like we're checking on you guys. <laughs> we're checking on your reviewers, making sure that you're honest. Exactly. Because uh, the blind review does add a different aspect. Yeah, I think if you ask Quinn what he thinks about blind, he just uh, joined our panel recently, and he, uh, he has some thoughts about blind reviewing. It's definitely different, right, dude? It's hard. <laughs> it's real hard. You got to really have that palate in tune, huh, Quinn? Uh, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> Quinn struggles with the the words writing part of it. Ah, <laughs> the words. Ah, yeah, the words. words. Those, that crazy words. English language. So hard sometimes. You got you got your your and your. I mean, all three of those different yours. You present got there, the there, and in there. The present. All right, all those. Is there three theirs? Or is just two? Three. There's three. Yeah, they yeah they are, yes. and then there, and then over there. There, yeah. So yeah. there's three of those two. There's there's three of those and three of yours. Anyways, uh, enough of that. So we're gonna get right into it. We're gonna give each uh, blind. Let's first of all let's just show some of these. So so uh, Emmett prepared these for all of us. Uh, Quinn, Scott, and Jordan. 
Uh, these are the Blind Man's Puff Blind Reviews. So I have what appears to be a Lancero here and a Toro. And then, so we'll all be smoking the same ones from Emmett, uh, the Blind Man's Puff uh, Blind Reviews. And then Emmett... I'm on my own here. I have so he's on his own. These very special dojo limited releases. Yes. So one and two. So so what'll happen is we're each going to give uh, each cigar 25 minutes, Jordan. Yes. 25 minutes, and we'll just we'll talk in the middle of that, and then at the end we'll kind of say a what we think of it, our rating between one and a hundred, and what we might think, you know, where we might think it comes from what brand we might think it, it may be, and all of that kind of stuff. And then Emmett will say, ah, what a bunch of <laughs> boneheads you Idiots. are. And then em- we'll do the same with Emmett on, on the two that he's smoking. Um, so uh, this will be, be an interesting uh, exercise yes. in palate technologies. I'm looking forward to it. So I say, uh, before we waste too much time, we should get right in on cigar number one for us, which... For us, it l- appears to be like a Lancero. Um, Show off that head, though. Yeah, it's got a nice little uh, cap there with that going. And Emmett, you've got... Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on with my cap here. It looks like it, it used to have some kind of like... See uh, maybe that angle pig, might work better. Yeah. yeah. Looks like it kind of fell off, maybe? We'll see. So as soon as Jordan starts the timer, we will cut and light and uh, begin our... Exploration timer is up and timer is start. All right, so Go. we can cut and light. I will be cutting with the brand new Cigar Dojo cutter. By the way, did not expect them to sell out like that. Um, they sold out in four hours, and I thought I had. I thought I ordered plenty, um, but boom, they were gone. And so we ordered more, and we'll be getting. I doubled the order this time, so we'll have plenty uh, the next time these come into. Uh, if you missed out. Uh, you can get the uh, Dojo X12 cutter. Is that what it is? It's a Zycar. XI2. XI2 is what it is. So you'll be able to get that coming up in a week or so. All right. Mm-hmm. Mine's got a little closed foot here. Okay, so right. I just Ours has a closed foot, too. Can I say something just right yes. off the bat? I love, I love when I cut a cigar, Emmett. And it has a gritty, salty flavor. Mm. Uh, the gritty saltiness on my tongue. And this cigar has that gritty saltiness just right off the bat. And uh, so if I, was, if I had to judge it, it a- after one minute and 15 seconds, I would say I like it. Um, That'd be an I like show, that. too. Just I, yeah, one, minute one minute impressions. One minute impressions. Boom. I do like, uh, I don't know, Emmett, do you... Do you like the? Uh, do you, how much do you put into the actual flavor of the tobacco on like your tongue? Not the smoke, but like literally the flavor of the tobacco like on your tongue. I find that like before you light a cigar, most of them pretty much taste the same. Like I always kind of get that that mustiness um, to it, and then once you light it, it totally changes. But yeah, the first puff, I try not to judge cigars too much based on that because they can change a lot. But it definitely sets the tone. Yeah, see, uh, see, I think I might be one in a million because I put a lot of stock into that. Like, throughout the entire smoking uh, experience, I like to be tasting the actual tobacco on my tongue. And when I have a cigar that just tastes like, you know, like paper, like you're putting paper up to your mouth, 
even if the smoke is good, I'm a little disappointed because I don't get that. I don't get the ta- the taste of the tobacco on my lips and my tongue. And I, if you're smoking a brulee, it's just pure sugar, right? It's just pure sugar. But I love that cigar, by the way. Uh, Jordan, uh, you just lit yours up. Uh, any thoughts on what I just said? I think, for the most part, they either have it or they don't. Like, there's no, like... It's not, I don't think it's like a complexity thing, like, oh, this one on the tongue has notes of this. It's either they just have like this this uh, battery kind of feel on the tongue or not. Mm. It's not It's it's not a complexity thing. It's just, it's either there or it's not, and this one does have it, And but I'm not I'm not looking for that too much. All right. So, see, there we go. I'm, I'm definitely probably the uh, exception to the rule. Now, the boys in the studio, you guys fired them up, right? You're, you're, you're rolling. Um, obviously, it's too early to tell, but, you know, just your general thoughts on looking at the cigar, its appearance and such. Well, it had a nice presentation. Uh, first couple draws, a little peppery and kind of like a dry smoke almost. Didn't linger too much. Kind of a clean finish for me so far. That's a terrible ex- description. Just kidding. Well, I said it. So <laughs> <there> it <is>. <laughs> <laughs> Scotty, what's your thought? Lots of smoke coming off of this right off the bat. Uh, very dry, very parched almost flavor profile right off the bat getting some pepper off of it but mainly it was one of those where almost immediately kind of wanted to go for just a sip of water to just Mm. refresh my palate it seemed like it just sucked the moisture out of my palate immediately gotcha and emmett you've got a what looks to be uh what a toro yeah i would call it a toro um it's actually i'm not getting a whole ton of stuff right away it's just kind of kind of there there isn't a whole lot going on Yet now, how did you cut that? You cut that with a. I used v. a V cut. Yeah, a v cut. I, I usually default to a V cut. I just. Why do you default to a V cut? I, I just I feel like it. It improves the draw if it's going to have a little bit of an issue at the cap. Like you don't have to worry about how how deep you cut it. So you're going to slice into the into the innards a little bit and kind of free that up. Um, I know a lot of people are purists that believe you should you should always use straight cut, but for me and also the feel like. You don't get as much flakes in your mouth with a V-cut. Like, mm. when you do a straight cut, you kind of get that... Right. Like it'll kind of flake off a little bit. You don't get that with a V-cut. So I, I just always, almost always use it. If it's a torpedo, I'll use a straight cut. If it's, like, a, a really thin ring gauge, I'll use a straight cut. Other than that, I'm going with a V. I would say V-cut is, is my second choice, but it's a close second. I like a V-cut. I like a V-cut. Uh, I, ra- I rarely, if ever, like, when I very first started smoking cigars, I did a punch... Just should try it out a few times. Yeah, I never use punches anymore. I just, it's too much, it's too weird for me, and I don't get enough of that flavor on my tongue. Yeah. You yeah, get too much wrapper like in your mouth. You want the yeah. those cut ends. And I feel like you worry about, you know, you're not getting enough of the draw you could be if you punch it. All right, so we are going to talk a lot about a lot of things, and I don't want to, this is the most boring topic that we're going to talk about tonight. So I promise if you're watching the show, it's going to get better from here. But I have to ask Emmett, because we're we're heading into TPE, which is yes. the first uh, trade show that we've done in a long time. Yeah. It's the Tobacco Plus Expo. It'll Two be in years. Las Vegas in uh, just a few weeks, right? Yeah. Just a f- it's like there in three weeks. May whatever. 12th, I think. 12th, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I want to ask you, what are you expecting it to be like <laughs> when we finally get back into this whole trade show aspect what are you just your just raw expectations of what you think the Tobacco Plus Expo will be like? I just see this as kind of a litmus test for everything going forward because it's I mean it's not only the first cigar convention I think I believe it's the first convention in Vegas period that they're having. That's correct. <laughs> which is crazy. So it's I feel like it's just kind of an experiment to see 
what happens. So I don't really have any huge expectations. I think there's a possibility that we'll be hanging out a lot and we'll have a lot of time to just kind of chill and talk to manufacturers. And I don't think it'll be like PCA or IPCPR where we're you know hustling and bustling to get to the next appointment. I think it'll be more laid back and, and kind of more... I, I, I really just want to reconnect with people I haven't seen in two years. That's kind of my goal. Like, I don't have any huge expectations out of it. Would you Would you imagine that there'll be... Um, you know, it'll be low on uh, on you know retailers uh, uh, being there because maybe they're not sure about this whole thing. Maybe I'll wait a bit. Or do you think people will be like, oh, like I can't wait to get back out. I gotta be there. There's gonna be a whole bunch of retailers. What do you think about attendance? I think for media people that excitement is there, but I, th- I feel like for retailers they're probably gonna want to wait <laughs> and see what happens and see you know if it's if this turns out well, I'll go to PCA. So I don't, I don't think it's going to be huge attendance for retailers, but I could be wrong. You never know. What do you think, Jordan? What's your thought? What is, what is your thoughts on uh, this upcoming trade show? This is just going to be a little test. See how it goes. Uh, I'm just wondering if I get to smoke a cigar in the event center or not. That's yeah, that's the question, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, we're going to be rebels and just fire it up and just walk around with it. No, yeah, the the I rules. They're supposed to come out with new rules on the first of May. Uh, like they're going to update, you know, where you can smoke and stuff. So I'm hoping a little of that changes from what they've announced so far. But as it stands now, yeah, there there wouldn't be a whole lot of smoking going on. Do you have anybody, Emmett, that you're really looking forward to seeing and talking to? I was like sitting down with Steve Saka. He's my favorite. Yeah, <laughs> and he, I know he's going to be there. So I <laughs> he'll talk your ear off for three hours, and you won't even know it. Right. So. <laughs> I was just going to say, he's there's no shortage of you know, opinions and stuff that comes out of Steve. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that, too. Hopefully, um, I don't know, like, I'm looking forward to, I guess for me, I'm just looking forward to uh, feeling like, hey, you know, maybe this is getting back to the way we remembered things. I mean, that's going to be my litmus test is, like, if it's really weird and, like, you know, like you can't really like interview anybody. You 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 can only like stand here or stand there. Da da yeah. da da. Then I think it'll be a real disappointment. Um, but I'm I'm sort of hoping that you know like once we get there, things are sort of you know, yeah, a little bit more open than we imagine that they might be. Yeah, and I have that's that. I'm hoping. I have that optimistic hope as well. But I could also see it going the other way and it being a real bummer. Yeah. All right. So if you're watching on Facebook, I'm going to be asking some just general random questions and i don't just leave it to us just because we're on the screen i want to hear your guys's opinions as well and jordan will put them up on the screen your comments as well um so that'll be fun uh and so what we're gonna do here is just while we're smoking because you know there's really nothing more boring than watching guys smoke a cigar and talk about it like i think i just uh I think I just tasted an almond. You know, like, that's just <laughs> extremely boring. So I don't want to, like, I, we're not going to just sit here and talk about the cigars the entire time. So we're going to talk about other things. And, Emmett, the first thing I want to ask you is um, what was the worst job that you ever had? And I'll, I'll answer first so that you yeah. have a little time okay. to think. And the boys, you guys can think, too. The worst job I ever had was I worked at a... Uh, uh, it was a chicken place. It wasn't Kentucky Fried Chicken. I can't think of the name of it now. It was a real popular when we were younger, Emmett. Um, it was a chicken place like Kentucky Fried Chicken. 
And at night, I would have to like clean the fryers. Oh yeah! You have to reach your arm into this like long cylinder where you'd have to scrape out all of the junk that mm. had been cooked all day long. Yummy! And and if your arm just moved in just the right way, it would touch and it would be ridiculously <laughs> hot. And like I would come home with like blisters on my <laughs> forearm every day. That was the worst. I think that was the worst. It was even worse than selling. Um, I sold greeting cards door to door. Oof. And uh, one, one time a lady came to the door, and I, I'm like 14 years old. A lady comes to the door buck naked. Just <laughs> absolutely. Like in a good way or a bad uh, way? Not a good okay, way. Okay. Yeah. In not a good way. And just <laughs> buck naked. And she just wants to talk to me. And I'm like, lady, I, 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 think, I don't think you're interested in these greeting cards. So I'm going to walk out of here. But what was the worst job that you ever had, Emmett? So I, I also worked in a food place. That was pretty bad. But what topped that for me was telemarketing. Mm. I actually oh, did telemarketing God. for, for MCI, Worldcom, if you remember that, before they right. were all corrupt and lawsuits and everything. But the thing is, I was awesome at it. So <laughs> I did it for like two years, and it was on commission. So I made a butt ton of money. Like, it was great. But how, Now, just I, don't, I can't imagine how you had to be good at that because to me – I would just, as soon as somebody said no to me, I would be like, I, I would feel horrible. Now, you, you're saying you were good at it. I was good at it. Like, just the, the key to telemarketing is just to sound like a nice person, like that people would. <laughs> I'm serious. That's it. If you can just sound like you're not an asshole, like that, that's it. They'll talk to you. And then eventually, you know, after five minutes, I'll be like, all right, sure, you can switch my long distance, whatever. Back when long distance was a thing. But yeah, the verbal abuse you would take on that job was pretty intense. Uh, I'd say, like, every. Every fourth call, you'd probably get cussed and yelled at, but you know, it was it was it was good money for uh, for a college student. So I never did the whole telemarketing yeah. thing, but that was something that a lot of my friends yeah. did at the time when we were young. Hey, Scott uh, from Trinity Cigars, what was your worst job ever? Uh, mine would have to be in college. I did for a summer asbestos removal. Oof! So you'd get up, and it was four twelve-hour days. So we'd get up at like, I'd get up like 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning. I'd meet up with basically the group and you'd get in the van and we'd drive out to wherever it was as like the team that was doing it. And then you'd have to get on the, the suit and the mask and you'd go in and you do that and you didn't, you stayed in there and it could be, I mean, that summer it was hot. So you're literally wearing a full suit, you know full face mask, you know, and everything with a respirator. And I mean, it was just hell it was just we worked in a goodyear plant decommissioning one of their i think it was like one of their i don't know even was machine that they were using they were making serpentine belts for automobiles and it we were decommissioning that and it was just no ac no air movement whatsoever Oof. 100 degrees just oh it was just was awful. it was it good money at least oh it was great money okay good it was great money yeah. made amazing money for that time for being just a punk kid but it was every minute was just you just counted the minutes till you could like shower out and get out and like just strip down and just like breathe again. All right, Quinn, what was your uh, what was your worst job ever? <laughs> my f my f it was actually my first job, too. It was at a bike shop up in Fort Collins. They hired me. I was like 16, 17. I didn't know what I was doing to begin with. And we built the bikes out of the boxes. It was all commission. So you could make good money if you knew what you were doing. And nobody wanted to train me how to do what I needed to do. So I was making pennies on the dollar, working all day, building like two bikes when you're supposed to get a bike done an hour. And it was Ouch. just a train wreck of a job. Now, I 
I kind of wish now that I knew that you had that job because <laughs> I have six kids. There's a lot of bikes to be built at my house. So next time, uh, next time that comes up, you're coming over. I kind of still know what I have to do, so <laughs> I could probably help you with yeah, that. Yeah, you're screwed now. You're going to get a phone call. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas time. Yeah, it's going to come from you, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Hey, Jordan, what was the worst job you, you ever had? Uh, I you know I haven't had too many bad jobs. I worked at a pool and spa place, and just the owner just had us. There wasn't much to do, so we would just she just have us do like stupid odd jobs. Like go go make me a pita sandwich. <laughs> like, uh. Now wasn't that the job where like yeah. she like blew up the toilet with a really bad uh, yes like she had a bad burrito that day. Apparently that, that my brother worked there too, and he had to. He had to take care of that, I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the kind of stuff you had to do. Well, hey, you, you just got to do what you yeah, got to do. You're just <laughs> sitting around for 10 hours. All right. So, uh, uh, Emmett, what, do you have any recurring dreams or nightmares? Like some people have similar, like have a similar dream all the time. And I'll tell you mine while you're thinking. I have this dream all the time. That I rent a car or I check into a hotel and then the dream goes on and it gets kind of like nondescript for a while and maybe we're like in a now we're in a different location and da 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 da. And all of a sudden I realize it's like three weeks later and I'd never returned the car or I never <laughs> checked out of the hotel. And I'm like scrambling in my mind to like think like how am I gonna now I owe like a thousand dollars on this car or this <laughs> hotel room and I haven't even been there. It, 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 it literally I have this dream probably probably three times a month. What is wow. what does that say? Can you psycho psychoanalyze we, yeah, that? Yeah, we for we me? should definitely try and psychoanalyze that. I have no idea though what it would be. <laughs> I don't know. What do you do you have any that uh, that you can think of so that you that repeat? Not anymore. Like I I used to have dreams that I would have over and over, but, but late, like in the last maybe 10 years, I just kind of stopped having them, but one I remember I used to have all the time was that I, for whatever reason, my teeth would like start crumbling, oh. and then they would like eventually fall out and be like wiggly, and yeah, and I looked it up, and apparently that means like you're concerned about your appearance, or like mm. your looks, and so maybe that means I just don't care anymore, I, <laughs> I don't know. You know, that's super interesting, because I also have a dream where I'm chewing gum, mm -hmm. and the gum starts to get stuck on all of my teeth. Ooh, maybe that's the same thing. And I'm trying to pull the gum out, but as hard as I try, it's, I just can't get the gum out of my mouth. Mm. And then I realized, damn it, I figured this one out. I don't think this is going to help you, but okay. it helped me. I realized that as I'm sleeping, my mouth is open, and it, it's dry. Mm. And so, like, I'm just doing everything I can to, like... You just needed water. I need water. That's it. In the middle of the you night. Solved, you solved it. That's perfect. Uh, boys, <laughs> do any of you guys have any interesting recurring dreams that you... Uh, or nightmares that you continue to have to this day? I don't have one that's, like, recurring, but it was, like, one of my most memorable ones. And it's going to be weird. It was basically it was right when all of my girls were really little. And I would have this recurring nightmare that it was like seen straight out of The Walking Dead where it was a zombie apocalypse. And we had to get out. We had to get out of the city, had to get out and away and get out of this, you know, chaos that's ensuing. And it was just the absolute fear of trying to like wrangle 
my family and my little girls and just keep everyone safe. And it was, I mean, it was horrendous. It was, it probably lasted, I'd have it, oh, shoot, for probably two or three years, I'd have it about once or twice a month, and I'd just wake up in absolute panic that I needed to, you know, I had to get everyone out and keep everyone safe. Now, I can psychoanalyze that dream for you. <laughs> you, you were wishing you never had a family, and now you're trying as hard as you can <laughs> to get, get out. Back to the glory days. <laughs> Wouldn't that be where I just left them behind and yeah. wished them the best of luck as I drove away? <laughs> All right, Quinn, what do you got? I actually don't have any. I can't. Nothing recurs frequent enough to actually remember it for me. Is it? There's nothing about fracking. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> ah, it's just, just about how great it is. Well, thanks a lot, Quinn, for that. Those um, just wonderful cool dreams. story, bro. Uh, Jordan, do you have any that uh, you uh, uh, recur? I, I used to have this recurring nightmare where we'd go down. In, my, in our old house, there was like a crawl space in the front closet. And when you open that cr- crawl space, it was we were always terrified of it. We never, I, we never went down there the entire time we lived there. It was so scary. So in my dream, we'd go down there and like there was all these toys we were playing with. And they were super cool, having a good time. But then all of a sudden, this music starts playing. It's like, bum, 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 bum. And like, these medical doors open up, and they wheel out this like this dead body-looking <laughs> thing out of like a hospital. And when they, they pull off the sheet, it's like this mutant toy that's so scary, I can't even <laughs> tell you about it. And then I realized it's just the exact same scene from Pee Wee Herman. I was going to say, you were watching Pee Wee's Big Adventure. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. So we solved it. Too much Pee Wee Herman. Too yeah. much Pee Wee Herman. All right. So we got five minutes <laughs> left on this cigar. How's it going, boys? It's what's good. Y- what's your thoughts it's right now? It's gotten better since I started. I'm actually pulling out a few flavors. It's kind of uh, kind of leathery and 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 some wood. I know it's kind of typical cigar, but it reminds me of like a like a Drew Estate uh, Nica Rustica a little bit. Okay. Interesting. Uh, boys, uh, thoughts on the uh, number one uh, blind cigar from BlindMan'sPuff.com. Total random note, it was holding a really good ash on it for a long yes. time. I mean, it, it for a Lancero, I couldn't believe how long it held an ash on it. But flavors are good, mellowed out a little bit. Peppers kind of seem to fade just a little bit on the retro hail, but still have these like super like, leathery, nutty notes on it. Okay. Still dry. Quinn, thoughts? What Scott said. Oh, <laughs> what a cop hey, out! Hey, Come Quinn, if yes. I think there's, a, we need to mow the lawn, or there's some dog poop to clean up outside. You know, yeah. If, if, yeah. if, you're, if you're bored, yeah. if you have the time, if you're bored in here, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to keep. No, you, no, okay. it's it was very similar notes to what Scott's getting, and the construction has been great. The draw is really good on it, not too snug and not too loose. I'm yeah. really enjoying this cigar, Jordan. Really what are your thoughts on this cigar? I, I like super it. Super good. Um, salted caramel. That's the yes. main thing. Yes. Right? I'm uh, with you. I like that. that. I yeah. like that. I mean, you you pick that up from just the tobacco on the tongue, and it adds to the the flavor component is the caramel, and they add together for a nice combination. Uh, cedar, um, maybe a little bit of nuts going on, and a little bit of cabinet spices, like Scott was talking about. Medium body construction's great. Uh, I'm I'm really digging it. Any uh, guesses on the wrapper on these guys? Ooh, well, wait, we'll get to that. Okay, we'll, okay. we'll get to that. That's a good question. That's a good question. Uh, real quick, last topic. This is going to be a quickie because we only have three minutes to go in this segment. Uh, what f- words or phrases, Emmett, do you find that you over <laughs> overuse <laughs> a lot? Ooh, that and I, if you're watching on Facebook, uh, if you're watching on Facebook, 
I want to hear your uh, phrases or words that you overuse. But Emmett, what do you? I just hate like. Okay, so I'm in. I work for a big hotel company, I, and I'm in meetings all the time. I hate like all the business jargon yes. like that they throw around all the time. Like phenomenal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just like the I, I'm, I'm having trouble thinking thinking of any specific ones, but like there's just the business terms that you hear like all the time. Partner like, and. Yeah, like we got a partner on this. We got a, yeah, I, all that kind of stuff. Exactly. Um, I use this one all the time that, that Juan Cancel really makes fun of me a lot for. When people are talking, I will go, hmm, hmm, and he hates that. You say literally a lot. Uh, yeah, <laughs> there was one one night we had smoking alive, and there was there was a drinking game going on. Every time I would say literally. <laughs> Jordan, what about you? Uh, any. I I mean maybe you could tell me what I say a lot. I don't think I have one. Oh, I got one. Thirty thousand foot view. Oh, <laughs> if I hear that in a meeting one more time, I, I want to vomit. <laughs> uh, Scotty, uh, any uh, uh, phrases that you overuse? Oh man, you guys know just about more <laughs> than I do at this point. It's there's so many that they're just catchphrases that they're just fill words. I love your catchphrases, Scott. They're all these like farm, like old farm, you know, catchphrases. Like, uh, it, it actually, Quinn used one earlier. He was like, "I'd rather, uh, I'd rather uh, eat, I, 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 I'd, I'd rather have a, a dog turd soaked in uh, pickle juice or something." What was it? What, what, was, what, what was it you said? What, what was it you said? It was the face you made. It's like it looks like you just sucked on a dog turd soaked in lemon juice. Oh yeah, yeah, right, right, <laughs> right, right. And 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 Scotty's got a bunch that are similar. That sort of the, that same kind of vein of like, uh, you know. No, Scott says to a degree. To a degree. <laughs> to a degree. That's exactly what he says, Jordan. Oh, I got another one from a, from a blank perspective. Ah. So like from a marketing perspective, we have to blah blah blah. Like, uh, blah, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Total random, not related to my line of work, but yeah. the words I've hated most with my kids with the last year with remote learning and what went on with that is if I read in a teacher's email the word synergy. <laughs> I That's like an old Dilbert one. Oh, like. it's, it's the worst. It was just like, nope, I'm out. I don't even want to read the rest of this. I'm done. Synerg you said synergy. That's that's my trigger word. I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> All right, so we've got uh, twenty seconds left in this, Ooh, boys. So take final take your countdown. final uh, your final taste. I gotta say, this is a good cigar. I I'm looking forward to finding out what this is, Emmett, because I want to get more of it. I really do enjoy this. I think you'll be surprised greatly. And not only that, but and one second, boom, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. That's the end. So put your cigars down. Um, before we talk about this cigar, we're going to go to my commercial break, which says, hey, folks, this show is sponsored by JR Cigars, one of the world's largest online cigar stores. JR's inventory ranges from everyday bundled cigars to incredibly high-end boxes, plus a large selection of cigar accessories. This year, JR Cigar is celebrating their 50th anniversary. They'll be celebrating all year long with amazing promotions, contests, sweepstakes, and several limited-run projects with some of your favorite manufacturers. Join JR Cigar in celebrating 50 years of excellence and stock up on your favorite cigars today. All right. So how we're going to do this, I think uh, we'll go to us first, us guys, uh, smoking Emmett's, Emmett's Blind Cigar number 1. Um, let's start with Quinn. Quinn, what were your thoughts on cigar number 1? And here's what I want to know. A, 
Did you like it? B, uh, what do you think it might be? What might the rapper be? What, uh, where might it come from? And what would you rate it is in a scale of 1 to 100, 100 being the best? I did like it. I thought it had some pretty solid notes to it. It kind of stayed monotone a little bit. It, the pepper did go away a little bit, but it stayed, which was nice. Um, I definitely would smoke it again. I think it's Nicaraguan. Maybe Tatawahe, my father, somewhere in that range. Um, so maybe some sort of... I don't even know what rapper it could be. Something Corojo or something like that. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Scotty? Well, now that he completely stole half of my stuff. Uh, construction was wonderful. It's exactly what I want to Lancero to be. I mean, smoked great. Uh, as far as the flavor profiles, not m- quite my wheelhouse. I'm not sure. I didn't hate it by any means, but it was definitely something that wouldn't be in my regular rotation. It's not kind of the flavors I'm going for. Uh, definitely leaning in that my father Nicaraguan wheelhouse. Uh, Corojo wrapper was what I was leaning on as well. So that's kind of. Do you have a uh, rating? You two, I need a rating by. Both I of would you. go with an eighty-eight for me. Eighty-eight, Quinn. What was your rating? I didn't. I'd say a ninety. A ninety. All right. So that's a. Now on on a, a regular scale, ninety is is a pretty good rating. It's pretty good. Eighty-eight is is also very good, but that's just sort of like. He yeah, likes. It's, it. it's really good. It's solid. Ninety's yeah. like wow. Like I really really like this cigar. Jordan, what are your thoughts? Uh, I, I agree with pretty much most of what they were saying. I think it's Nicaraguan. I think it's Crojo 99, probably, rapper. Um, I liked it more in the first third than I'm liking it now. Um, uh, flavors are pretty consistent, but I actually think it picked up a bit in the spiciness um, as opposed to let it letting off. Um, the It had a very specific head to it. What, what would you call that, Emma? Is that a rabito kind of a head to it? Like. Yeah, that might be the name for it. It's like a kind of a nipple. I'm head. trying to. I can't think of. I think don't, that's a don't, don't giggle at it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I. So I mean, that should give me a, a tip. But I I'm struggling to think of who that could be. But I could see it being the My Father Factory. Um, I don't have a, a very many other guesses as to the specific. What would you rate the cigar, Jordan? I would go. Uh, uh, I'll go. Uh, I'll go ninety. 90. Okay, solid. that's that's a solid rating. I uh, my uh, on this Emmett, this is my flavor profile. I do like the the um, the saltiness of this. I'm a sucker for salty flavors okay. in a cigar. Yeah, and I, I like that a lot. I think the boys are probably right as far as being Nicaraguan Corojo uh, wrapped cigar. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this is a solid 90. Okay, and I'm going to go out on a limb and say that this is Ace Prime. It's an Ace Prime. Ooh, okay. Mm. Interesting. Interesting guesses. So go ahead and, and so, uh, do the reveal. Cachardo. All right. I'm going to tell you some details about the cigar before okay. I tell you what it is. Oh, I like this. So it's. A lim- I should have done this on the one that I have for you. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't do that. So the size is actually a Lonsdale. It's a ah, six see, and a half. I was right. I know. I was right. You guys I, were all saying Lancero. I was like, no, I was. I, I was saying. I don't quite. think it's a Lancero. So it's six and a half by forty-two. The wrapper is actually Cameroon, mm. which I'm surprised nobody picked up on. Oh dang! It is from Nicaragua. It's a Habano binder and Nicaraguan fillers. Okay. And it is from Blackwork Studio. Oh. It is the new hyena. 
Wow. Yeah. I picked it because I knew you guys didn't smoke a whole lot of Black Works, and I figured it was kind of different, and you probably hadn't tried it. So I, I actually haven't smoked it yet, I so I'm going to smoke one later today, later tonight, and see Excellent. if I agree with you. Yeah, I would Excellent. expect a more toothy wrapper for, for that. And I picked the best-looking ones. There was a few that were, that were really splotchy I didn't give you guys because I figured that would have given it away. But, mm-hmm. but, yeah, it's a Cameroon. Well, congrats to Blackworks Studio because yeah, it's I think this is a this might be my favorite Blackworks cigar I've yes, ever had. Yes, my big thing with them is their cigars kind of kind of all t- have the same profile, and I I was hoping this one would be a little different. So it sounds like it is, which is cool. All right, um, so excellent. That there we go. Um, if you find the hyena anywhere, if you like the sort of salty peanut flavor. Uh, that's a good one. This is a good one to try. The Hyena by Blackwork Studio in the Lonsdale format, which, by the way, a great, uh, great Vitola. Probably uh, my, fa- probably my, my favorite. favorite. Yeah. Uh, sure. What do you think on the Blind Cigar Dojo uh, number one? So I think it's pretty. Tour. It's pretty good. I, I I would put it kind of in like a solid budget cigar kind of range, like. For whatever reason, it reminds me of the of the Nicaragua. I, I don't know if it is because I don't I don't can't remember if those have the. Uh, the flag tip on the end or not, but I know they have a closed foot, which this did, so I don't know. I feel like I'm pretty close with that guess, but but it was really good. It had the, kind of the same profile that I remember from, from last time I smoked that, which was kind of kind of like French bread uh, with, with some leather and wood in the background, and it's, it's good. It's solid. It's a solid cigar. Rating? What would you What would you rate that cigar? 88. 88. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here is the reveal. Uh, this cigar, Emmett... Is brand new, and it is not a budget cigar. Uh oh, not even in the very least. Uh, this is a very expensive cigar. Uh oh, and um, How bad it did is made. No, it's okay. Uh, I haven't even smoked it myself. It's wait, uh, did we? Did Emmett guess the wrapper? Ooh, I would guess probably Habano wrapper. Okay. Uh, this cigar is made at El Titan de Bronze factory uh, in Miami. Oh, is it the is it the new uh, Cohiba? It's the brand new Cohiba uh-huh, okay. Serie M. Gotcha. There you go. Ooh, thank you. There we go. The brand new one. What do you think of that? Did that does that surprise you? I mean, it does this surprise is a twenty-five dollar. Yeah, it it does surprise me quite a bit. It's actually, a thirty dollar cigar. right? Yeah. Is it thirty? Okay. Sorry. Yeah, it, I've been looking forward to trying that one because I figured you know like Cohibas are always kind of. Expensive for what they are, and I, you know, El Titan de Bronze is is awesome, and everything that comes out of there is pretty good. But, but yeah, I, I, I don't know if I would have given it, knowing what it is, more than an eighty-eight. Yeah. Now, uh, to be fair to this particular cigar, I just got these like this yeah. week, and when we, when me and Jordan pulled them out of the the bundle, or the wrapper, like when I pulled it out and I smelled it, I said, oh, it's pretty wet. Yeah. Like you could tell like it it was pretty fresh. So right. I'm I have a feeling that those could get a lot better, you know, with a little bit of time under them. So it's a little unfair to it, but at the same time, that's what this so is all about. That's got a uh, Nicaraguan Corojo wrapper, Corojo, uh-huh. Nicaraguan binder, uh Jalapa and Esteli and Piloto Cubano Dominican filler. Interesting. Yeah, I had high hopes for that one. Maybe after some time I'll I'll feel differently. We're going to review those blind in a few weeks, so Here's what the hyena looks like, by the way. The the band is pretty cool on those. It's got some neat artwork on it. You probably can't see it, but that's em- what the Emmett, hyena. Emmett, normally, <laughs> normally I'm really quick to wanting to start the next one, but I'm enjoying this <laughs> hyena. And 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 truth be told, I, is I, I have nothing against Blackwork Studio. I really don't. They're, they're the greatest people in the world, James Brown and his wife. 
But I've never been a huge fan. Yeah. I just I've never been a huge fan of that line. This cigar is great. Yeah. Like I would I would buy this in a heartbeat. This is an excellent cigar in my opinion. It's right in my it's right in my wheelhouse. Well, there you go. I was hoping it'd be something yeah. a little different for them. So all right. So I think it's time to start number two. So now number two for us from Emmett is what appears to be a your standard Toro sized uh, Vitola. Uh, looks like it's Maduro. Is this maybe? thing toothy or what? Feels um, like yeah. Grit. It's it's got a gritty, toothy, very nice um, roll to it. Everything about it. I don't feel any soft spots. Da 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 da. So that's what we'll be doing. Emmett, what do you got? You got a littler so guy So I've got there. this number two. It's it's like a short Robusto. Um, pretty smooth. Right? It's got some tooth in it there. And then now that I'm looking at it a little more closely, really, really solid pack. It feels solid just hanging on to it. I'm excited to light it up. All right. So Jordan can start the timer at any moment, and we'll cut and light. And we are off. All right, folks. Uh, boys in the studio, go for it. Uh, here we go with my brand-new Cigar Dojo cutter. Mine's uh Mine's got a loose band, so I'm guessing this is Cuban. <laughs> <laughs> I, I may have had something to do with that. These are nice looking, Emmett. You did a really good job on this. Oh, uh, yours is way cooler. Yeah, I got to say. I don't know about that. They're both pretty cool. Um, all right, so we'll fire this bad boy up. And in the meantime, if you're smoking on Facebook, tell us what you're smoking. And obviously, you can't do. You can't do blind cigars by yourself. That's one thing you can't do because you always know what it was. You can have your significant other pick that, one out. That's true. Yeah, you could do that. You know what I like, Emmett? I like that every time we do this, we've done a few of these blind review shows with Emmett. And almost every single time, I think every single time, actually, every single time, Emmett brings me something that's not in my normal mm-hmm. sort of rotation. And I, I think one of the ones you brought me last time was like a, a Hiram and Solomon. Yes. And I really, really liked that. And so I, good. And the next day, I mean, I ordered, I ordered a couple five-packs Those of are so good. It's such a good cigar. So I really do. This, this show, to me, is fun because it gives me a chance to, like, you know, like you think, like, oh, like this brand, I don't smoke that brand. Or, you know, I, I, don't, know, I don't know. Now, as a cigar reviewer, and I don't do many reviews these days. In fact, none. But I typically, I, I, I have like a you know certain sphere of cigars that I like. And that's just the way it is when you you get into things. And so like this kind of can break me out of some of those, you know, that standard stuff that I do. All right, so uh, boom, right off the bat. Um, right off the bat. It's um, definitely uh, like a uh, dark fruit flavor. Boom, that hits me. But there is some nice uh, salty notes on the uh, tobacco itself on my tongue. As I mentioned before, I'm a sucker for that. This one's got some good spice right off the bat, which is nice. Good follow-up to the previous one. I think this one's got some strength to it. Yeah. Because when I retrohale it, I can feel it really in my nostrils. Jordan, what are you, what are you thinking? Mm. Like it's it's got uh, it's got some kick in the in the retro, um, kind of a bitter bitter uh, espresso kind of thing going on. Black pepper, earth. All right, boys, thoughts. Uh, so far, my first couple puffs, kind of what Jordan said, uh, a little bit of bitter and saltiness to it. 
uh, with some pepper kind of mixed in. But so far, great draw. Real nice burn line. Pretty sturdy looking ash already. And mm. Quinn likes that sturdy ash. <laughs> Scotty? Uh, mine actually super loose draw. Very, very loose. Looser than I'd like it to be. Too loose? Too loose. Yeah. Too loose. I would definitely lean that way. Um, Foot loose? Not quite footloose. We'll see if it gets past the foot, you know, a little further. Okay. If it was just footloose. But, uh, no, very, very seems powerful. Just that, that retrohale gives me that inclination of a super, going to be a super strong cigar. Other than that, just, you know, definitely I was leaning black coffee, pushing into almost an espresso dominating mm -hmm. with pepper on the retro. All right, so that's our very first, our very first inclination of this cigar, Emmett. Is there a technology out there that you wish existed that Ooh. doesn't exist right now? Gosh, I'm gonna have to think about that for a second. Jordan, can you think of something right off the top of your head? There should be on Apple TV remote. There should be two buttons that are programmable. <laughs> Is this too hard that is to ask? Very specific. <laughs> you can tell he's there, put a lot of thought. That's like a feature request. And yeah. what I would do is I would use it like a channel switcher, but for volume. I want to set my volume for the show I'm watching, and then I want to set the volume because I don't I don't want to mute the commercials. I I just want them to be like 10% volume, and then I would set the commercial to be commercial volume, and then I could just do do. Back and forth between the two volumes. Now, you know that Apple came out with a brand new remote this week. Yeah, it didn't have oh. it. Yeah, but it did have a mute did button. did have a mute button. Which so was good. sorely, sorely loud. Emmett, I, you know I'm a big Apple guy. I know. And, and you're not. I, I hold that against but you. But I have been the most critical guy in the world of the Apple TV remote. It is the worst. <laughs> it is the worst no, it's remote. The best remote. No, ever. it is the worst remote in the it's horrible. So bad. It's, it's so bad. The best remote you it's can get. It's terrible. Now Jordan likes it. It's it but he's wrong. It's absolutely horrific. It's so hard to navigate the, on the, the screen. But have you been able to think of anything that you wished existed so, technolo technology wise? Since I was, you know, a younger kid, I thought eventually there would be a device that took over everything that you did. And I think we're kind of headed that way, but like, mm. I thought maybe you, like someday you would have like a watch that you could like unfold, and it would be your computer, and like you could just use it for everything. You've almost got. I know. That. I've almost. That's what I'm saying. Like with these foldable phones, it's kind of getting that way. Like, I can't do my job from my phone yet, but it's really close. I I kind of want that to be the the thing someday, where you just have one device that. That you can Photoshop pictures on and, and call your mom and <laughs> just do everything on it. That's that's you got to be really careful. That's of my what, dream of what you're photoshopping when that's, you call that's your mom. Very true because yeah. it could be something super inappropriate. <laughs> uh, Quinn, is there a technology that you now now both Quinn and Scott? They're sort of like back forty guys, you know. Like it's gonna be a lot of tractor they're, they're, based they're, stuff. They're, 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 you know, like, you can imagine these two sitting on the back of like a Chevy truck, <laughs> and they're they're drinking beer. And, you know, they're smoking cigars, and they're talking about the Back 40. Quinn, is there a technology that you wished existed? It has nothing to do with the Back 40. Some sort of technology, when you have to call into customer service, that you can somehow skip the entire line and not wait on hold for freaking ever. 
Oh. Just some sort of little hack on your phone that jumps you to like first next person in line to be helped. So you're on the phone for like five minutes versus four hours. But then wouldn't everybody do that? No, it'd just be for me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Scotty, what's your uh, what's your uh, th- thought for? Okay, uh, this technology? is going to be super bougie first world problems here, but it's something that I've had. Where why is there not a way? that we don't have to fill and pump our own gas and Mm. diesel fuel. Why are we still getting out and dealing with the weather and spilling gas and diesel fuel on our hands and clothes or, you know, I just had it happen here the other day where I was super irritated because I had nice clothes on and I was heading out. And literally as I'm topping off my tank on my truck, it splashed diesel fuel back at me. And I'm like literally stunk like diesel fuel for the rest of the night. So I was just super weird, but I'm like, why are we not past this? Don't why, they? Why isn't Scott, there some way we can just pull some states? Don't they still like pump your fuel full, for you? Full service gas stations. I know. We had it. We like figured it out. Oregon or we something figured like that. It out. Don't they still do that? Why did we East go Coast, away from it? Because we had it figured out. We had a person that you could, you know, tip, and they'd pump your gas, and you'd get on with your day. You know what's weird about that, Scott? Is this is so interesting? Because there was a time when every gas station was full service. And then there was this weird intermediary phase. I don't know, Emmett, if you remember this or not, but you'd pull into a gas station and there'd be like some pumps were like full service. Oh, yeah. And, other, and they would say like, oh, self-service yeah. over here. And it was like 10 cents cheaper. Yeah. I like that idea. That's a good, <laughs> that, that should still well, be a I thing. Remember, well, I remember as a kid when they were still, when it was all transitioning away from full service, where I remember as a kid, my mom pulled up to a gas station and pulled up to the pump and I bet we sat there for like 15 minutes before she finally realized that it wasn't full service anymore. <laughs> so she had to get out and actually pump her own gas. 15 minutes is a long well, time. Well, she sat there and she's like, well, I don't know, you know, and we're just, I mean, it was probably three, but, you know, I'm a kid, so it was like forever because it was summertime, no air conditioning. So we just wanted to get going uh, again. New Jersey has full, that's what I was thinking. Mm. It, was. it sounds like what you want, though, is a robot that does it for you yeah, now. Yeah, I want to just pull up. And it's something you can have an app on your phone to where you can just, like, plug it in. And it's like, I want $50. And it just comes and, you know, fills up your tank for you. And you're like, cool, don't even have to get out of your car. Just on down the road. Here's here's the technology that I want, boys. I want a technology. This is, is like, essentially, like, where you don't ever have to do taxes at the end of the year. Ever. It's just, you're just always it's just always sort of happening on the fly like you maybe you have some sort of app on your phone and everything you do it knows that if you're self-employed it knows if you're if you're do, getting w2s or 1099s it knows all of that and so like you're you're just living life and you know maybe you have to put in like oh this was a business expense you need like click a button blah 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 and no, this bourbon I bought for Flavor Odyssey, it's, it's no taxes. <laughs> right, like, th- that's exactly what I'm saying. It's like, everything is just on the fly. Why do we have an end-of-the-year tax date where you have to go through all of this trouble, like, get all of your records out, go through all of this sort of stuff, and it's such a hassle, and everybody hates it. Just have it happen. It, it should know my profile. It should know what I'm doing. Uh, yeah, like, I don't know if any of you guys have, like, QuickBooks for self-employed people, but you can just, like, you know, oh, this was a business expense. This was not. Da, da, da. But I still have to do the taxes at the end of the year. But who would run that? 
And I w- don't would, care. Would you trust the government no. to tell you how much to pay them? <laughs> you I, could fight I some of know. these. You could, you know, if there was something that you know didn't look right, you'd always know where you were at all the time, all year long. The government could never make an app because yeah. that's what I want: is the government having more access right. to my accounts <laughs> and everything that I'm. You doing. owe us more. <laughs> Shut money. up, Scott. <laughs> I don't want. I, I don't know <laughs> what you're saying. Though. I don't want to happen. Look. Scott, they do it anyways at the end of the year. I'm just saying let's just do it live on the fly. Don't burst my bubble and give me the – I want the illusion that I still have control of my own destiny. I want you to have control uh, on the fly, live. Like, at the end of the year, you forget, like, was this a business expense? Was it not a business – like – You'd be you'd be on top of it right then. Like you you you'd get a little credit back. Like all of a sudden, like I go to the liquor store. Oh, this is a this is for a Smoke Night Live uh, tasting, and boom, I'd get a little credit back for that one. And uh, this is just a regular night with wine for my wife. I would I'd have to pay a little extra tax on. But that. I might post about it on my uh, social media account. So boom, it's everything. No, no tax again. It's just always happening on the fly. And by the way. Speaking of on the fly, I thought of that on the fly. Like, I didn't even have anything in my mind, but then it just came to me. It just came to me, Emmett. I, I, I realized that. It was an epiphany. It was an epiphany. And so I think I'm going invent, to invent that. And by the way, I just trademarked that. So you guys, are, you know, if anybody wants that trademark, don't you have a whole I thing about it. electric vehicles, gas station uh, swapping shh, mechanism? Shh, shh. So here's the thing <laughs> here's the thing with electronic de- de- uh, vehicles, guys. Get this idea that I had. This I had this idea like ten years ago. The problem with electronic vehicles is you have to, you know, spend like two hours charging them or whatever. So you can't really do like a cross country trip or anything, right? Because it takes time. So my idea is this: electronic vehicles are equipped with some sort of battery pack in the back or the underneath or whatever. Where it doesn't even matter. That's that's irrelevant. You pull up into this like gas station. It's not really a gas station. It's an E station. An E station. <laughs> this solves Scott's problem. <laughs> a too. battery station. You, you pull up into this deal. It pulls your old battery out. Just swap it. And it puts in a brand new, it slides a new battery in that's all conditioned and ready to go. And then, boom, you're on your way. Then, after you leave, the battery that you had, it gets conditioned. It's like on some sort of big conveyor belt that like yeah. goes around. It gets conditioned. And Every battery would know how many times it's been charged. So they would have like a lifespan. And when they get to like 40 charges or however many where they're not good anymore, that would get like, you know, kicked out. And then some truck would come pick those up and take them to a landfill. And then they would put in. So you would never have to worry about charging ever again. It would take you like five minutes tops. And you'd have the very best battery. And. I mean that's and just then you could go on road trips. I could I could see that actually happening, like some kind of infrastructure. But I, I read recently that there's a new technology in lithium batteries coming out that will let you charge an entire battery in like five minutes. So maybe if that doesn't work out, now, but here, how long does it last though? Because here, yeah. right now a road trip with a Tesla, I know you can do it, but like, do you really want to like plan your whole trip around where those stations? But if, no. it, char- if it charged in five minutes, though, you'd that's be, true. You'd be all right. The only difference is here's here's the only reason why my idea is a tad better than that one is you're never stuck with a battery that's gonna e- reach end of life cycle. Right. So like, even if you had that, what like you're a saying, propane tank. Yeah, like you're just you're just swapping out for a brand new fresh battery that is completely new and ready to go and has the fullest amount of possible charge. I don't want to think like, oh, like, did I, you know, did I charge this enough? Is this, is my battery, you know, my lithium battery going dead? Da, da, da. This, you, you, the battery part of it isn't part of the car per se. Right. So like, you know, boom, you pay, 
You pay the guy 10 bucks, you get the swapped out battery, boom, you're back on the road. I like it. Okay, so now instead of like Shell and, you know, BP and all the different stations that are out there for, you know, gas and stuff, now it's going to be places like Energizer, Duracell. Quinn made the comment that if you needed, you know, the cheaper, more economical version, you could hit the Rayovac station. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Right, like I'd be driving down the road. And there'd be, like, five different e-stations, and, like, one of them might be, you know, there'd still be competition involved. Yeah. Like yeah. It's the Rayovac station. It's only $7 now, instead of 10 You'd still have to standardize the whole thing, though. That's the problem. Of Sean, course. Sean Fuller said, what's next? Electric cigars. Remember, oh, we God. smoked an electric cigar. They, they, we, they exist. We smoked an electric cigar. <laughs> and, you know, when you were a little kid and you were playing slot cars... And the, the smell of the <laughs> electronic... The burning track. The burning track. Yeah. You know that smell that it had? <laughs> that is what that electronic cigar tasted like. That sounds terrible. Now, I don't want to... I'm not going to say what brand it was or anything like that. But it was like there was like some liquid that you could pour in that was like Cuban. Some liquid you could pour in was like Maduro. Some liquid you could pour in was like Habano. They all tasted like burning AFX track. Yeah. It was absolutely horrific. All right. Um... Emmett, if there was a sandwich named after you, mm. what would be on it? A sandwich. So I, I order a lot of like turkey, bacon, and ranch sandwiches, and it doesn't really have a name. So maybe they could just name that after me, like call it the Emmett or the Reuben. You know, that has its own name. It's a standard turkey, bacon, ranch. It's delicious. Turkey, it doesn't. Bacon, it doesn't ranch. have a name. That's simplified. I would. I would take that one. Jordan, if there was a sandwich named after you, I don't know if you guys remember the. Uh, the episode of uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. There was a, an episode that had this topic. But can you think of what your sandwich would be? Uh, I'd probably get weird with some tuna. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> okay. I don't, I don't, uh, <laughs> wow. That was a really weird way to say that. Well, uh, <laughs> you know, I go, I get uh, Parmesan encrusted bagel toasted tuna. We're talking, you know, you got you get the mayo, but also you put the Frank's hot sauce on there. You got tons mm. of feta in there. You got uh, feta and Parmesan. That's just crazy. Yeah, yeah. You you can mix your cheeses. You can mix them. Uh, what else is in there? Yeah, some like uh, mustard aioli sauce or something. I go. I, I'll put all kinds of stuff in tuna. All right. So so far, I'm wow. gonna order Emmett's sandwich. Uh, <laughs> Quinn, what's the sandwich that would be uh, named after you? Really, anything East Coast deli style, like hoagie with different cheeses, you know, vinaigrette, meats, even a Reuben, lox, really anything East Coast style. That's that's what I get down with. All right. Uh, Scotty. All right. So mine is definitely going to be sourdough bread. It's going to have smoked chicken, beef brisket, wow, bacon. A and fat guy sandwich. And melted provolone. And then yes. the name is the killer. It's not my name. <laughs> it's going to be called simply Corn Fed. Oh, I like oh, that. Wow. He's, he, he's really thought this out before yes. the show, clearly. I, I didn't even tell him this question before the show. I didn't tell anybody any of these questions. I would go with, this is a hot sandwich, okay? This has never been done before, Emmett. This sandwich has uh, potato, barbecued beef, Cheese and bacon. It sounds kind of breakfasty. It is. Uh, that's the Master Sensei sandwich. I dig it. And you know what's crazy is people don't realize that potato and barbecue together 
They are amazing. Okay. So if you put, if you like, just take, a, if you just bake a potato and like crush it up, and pour barbecue sauce on top of it with some cheese, it's absolutely amazing. I think we need to make this happen. I've done between this. yours and Scott's, like I, I'm down. Let's yeah. do it. All right. So that's the master sensei sandwich. All right. I'm gonna skip the next question. I'm gonna go right to this one. Emmett, if you if you won the lotto, the big lotto, let's say it's like 200 million, right? You ended up with 100 million after taxes. What's the first big purchase you make? Like everybody says, oh, like I would like pay off my house or whatever. But I don't. I'm not talking about that. I'm. That's like, easy. This is a purchase that's just sort of like you know, like something that you've always wanted that you could never buy before. Something big but uh, extravagant that just self-serving. Easy. Corvette ZR1. That's it. That's the car I would get. And There'd be no, the my wife wouldn't be able to say anything <laughs> about it. I would do it. I'd be driving it. I go kind of the same route as you on that one, but I would go with the Challenger Hellcat. Yeah. I would go Challenger I Hellcat. Figured. And there's rumor that a new version's coming out. Jordan, what's it called? Elephant. The Elephant. <laughs> so Isn't that like a hatchback or something? So maybe I wait for the Elephant <laughs> yeah. to come out. Um, Jordan, what's the first big purchase you make? Uh, you got to go. You got to go with a car. And I think they even say, like, you need to do, like, a splurge purchase like this if you win the lottery. Like, because if you don't, you'll just slowly start spend. You'll just spend the entire lottery. You have to do that first splurge. Get out of your system. I, I think I'd probably just go the Hellcat, just same route as you. All right, uh, Scotty. I waver. I only reason I'm going to waver and say something different is because I originally was saying the new Ram that has the Hellcat motor in it, but since you went with the Hellcat Challenger, I want to lean more towards just an absolutely fully decked out Harley Davidson Road Glide, mm. super custom. Wow. Just be able to just mine no one else's, leave me alone, go away. <laughs> That's a great pick. Now, what, which tractor do you get, uh, Quinn? <laughs> uh, I wouldn't go tractor. I would go 65-66, fully restored Lincoln Continental hardtop. Oh, we all picked cars. Yeah. But that's a reasonable like you could do that today like you save up your money like that you could get that for what like 60 50 grand something like that. Yeah, yeah, you just going to float me that money real quick or where are we at with that? Yeah, I got it right in my pocket. All right. Perfect. Jordan did well, did it, did the people watching what did they, did everybody pick cars too or were we the only ones? What, what well, some Kevin Acuff said he's doing Gulfstream. Oh jeez. He's going to spend it all. <laughs> Chad says Dogecoin yeah. or Doggy Coin. Yeah. <laughs> Doggy Coin. <laughs> to the man. Wow, I can't believe like Kevin is gonna spend the his entire hundred mil on a Gulfstream right off the bat. I think my second purchase would probably be like a yacht or something. Ooh, mm. if yeah. it was like a lot of money, like if I won crazy money, I could see a yacht. That would be sweet. All right, this question, Emma, isn't even on my board. Uh oh. But I was talking about this to my daughter the other day. We had this interesting conversation, and so I, I I'm gonna switch it up um, on this. If there was a zombie apocalypse, sort of like imagine Walking Dead scenario, right? Uh, Charles Green says trophy wife. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> perfect. That's it. That's good. Uh, if, there right, was a, if there was a zombie apocalypse, Walking Dead style, where would you go to feel <laughs> the safest? What would so your strategy the be? The funny thing is that I've actually had conversations with this, with close friends before about this, and I think the best place to start would be a location where there is a Walmart 
and a Home Depot right next to each other. <laughs> so you'd have all the food and like everything at Home Depot you could use to build weapons and structures and like and and chainsaws and all that flamethrowers. You could build whatever you want. You could survive. You could fight them off. And you know Walmart has the uh, the the gun selection there, so you could you could still shoot the zombies if you wanted to. You could do. What are you doing for food? Walmart. I, Walmart's how, got all the food. That's not gonna last. They have all the canned food. Uh, Walmart has food. Home Depot has. You supplies. don't think that the Walmart's been ransacked by at this point? Well, we're assuming it's like the early days, right? You're, I mean, so you're gonna have I to. Here's one. Here's, that would take over that whole area. Here's one issue I have with that. Okay. Is you're you're going to have to protect that. To besides against the zombies, you're going to have to protect that against people, other humans. Well, you know what they have at Home Depot? Fencing. Ah, do you build a wall? You build a fence or wall? Sure. I like. To I don't. Know, I don't wall. know if they have barbed wire or not, but I feel like I feel like between those two stores, you would have okay. everything you need. I don't That's think this is very long lasting. Oh no, you can't. You come on. It's perfect. You can't dis. All right, let's hear yours, Jordan. What's Jordan, what's what do you got? What's I, wait, I, don't don't. That, let's go to Quinn and Scott first. <laughs> Let's go to Quinn and Scott first, because I have a feeling that Jordan and mine is, is probably the same answer. So let's go to uh, Scotty, uh, uh, Trinity Cigar Lounge, best mobile cigar lounge in the world. Uh, what's your strategy? Uh, my strategy is first get the hell out of Denver. That's <laughs> yes. primary. Get away from the city as fast as I can. Okay. I'm going, I'm Midwestern, farm born and raised. So mm. I'm heading back home to the Midwest. Uh, space people, probably some of the most heavily armed people in the mm. country are in that center belt of the U.S. Uh, we can also grow our own food back there and have plenty of nice flat areas where you can see anybody or anything that might be coming your way. That's a good one. And I've thought of that one myself. That's, I, I, Scotty, I got to say, that's my number two. Yes. That's my number two. Being in a, a plane where, uh, not, you not, can a, see not an airplane. Far distances but, out. But you get a sniper rifle. If there's one, like, Super right. far out, you take them out. I put up some lighting, and so like I can see for miles in all directions. That's this is that's my number two. Quinn, what's yours? I'd find an island and establish. You son of yes. a bitch! Yes. Well, you <laughs> got it. That's a good answer. Yeah, that's the most logical. Is the like, answer. Come on. God. But on what the, if there was a Walmart uh, and a Home Depot on that island? Uh, well, that'd, <laughs> that'd be great. Be on the forever. very on a very small island. I'd be set forever. So I wouldn't need go. anything. So okay, that's so so Quinn took the answer, but that's the that's the answer. You got to get down to Florida and get off onto like a, a small island in the Bahamas or somewhere like that, because then you get to that island, you kill any zombies that might be there. Then zombies, there you don't even have to worry about it anymore. The zombies are gone. Now, but what if everybody else has the same idea and they come after you in there? That's okay. We can. I can. I'm a very good people person. Mm, I right. can talk to. That's, people. I mean, that's a small amount of people you're dealing with in comparison to just a random Walmart. Yeah, yeah. Some some guy comes over, you deal with him. All right, so we hit double zeros, boys. It's time to talk about these cigars. Um, by the way, I, I, I if if any of you guys want to join me when the zombie apocalypse happens, I'm I will take <laughs> you on the island. There'll be plenty of room. Once we kill the zombies, they're they're gone. They'll be pigs. They'll be fruit. They'll be coconuts. We'll be fine. Anyways, uh, let's this time let's go to uh, Emmett first, since last time we did us first. Emmett, the uh, cigar number two, blind review. Give me your thoughts. Tell me a 
uh, what you thought about it, what rapper you think it might be, where you think it might be from, if you have a company idea that it might have been made by, and, of course, the most important factor, what would be your rating on this cigar? So it turned out to be pretty good. I, I really dig the... Uh, came out with some you know pepper spice and some baking spices, which I always really like um, together. It's kind of a nice combination. I feel like it could be... I think it's probably Nicaraguan. It could be maybe Agonors. It reminds me a little bit of the Bonsai. I don't know if it's even close or not, but it's the right size, and it, it has the similar kind of profile, but really good. I, I would probably give it a 91. Wow, 91. I know there's going to be some happy people tonight watching the show because, Emmett, what you're smoking is... Drum roll, Jordan. <coughs> Whoa. You are smoking the Drew Estate League of oh. Bravada Bauhaus. Bauhaus. Bauhaus, nice. baby. There it is. Uh, wow. Emmett loved the Bauhaus. What did you say on rapper? Uh, I don't think I said. Oh, come on. Yeah. He didn't say the rapper, but he said he would give it a 91, yeah, a real, solid 91. Real, real good. And he said it was from Nicaragua, which is yeah. correct. So you nailed that yeah, one. Yeah, I smoked one of these when, when I first got the box and wasn't super crazy about it, but I feel like that little bit of time has, has been kind to it. For now, sure. Charles Green says zombie can walk under the water to no. get to your island. No, Ooh. I don't think so. Charles, Ooh. you know they you don't breathe. I mean, Charles, you know out. nothing about zombies. How? I mean, like you're in, a, in an island. They have to just like have a pinpoint GPS to like get right to the island somehow. Now, hey Scott, another one of, of another one of my theories when it got to what you said about the plane, I was sort of thinking like North Dakota plane. Because I feel like, now Emmett, tell me if I'm wrong, because Jordan argues with me on this topic all the time. If I'm in North Dakota when it's like super cold, mm -hmm. that would make the zombies move slower because molecules move slower and, and they don't have any soul or blood moving, so they're just molecules. I would think that in like North Dakota, the zombies would move slower. You would think so, yeah. You'd probably be safer in like Alaska or. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, but I don't. I, I yeah. It I depends. Guess it, it depends on what kind of zombies we're talking about. Like what we're talking about, like the traditional slow-moving zombies, or like the fast, like that's what I was saying. It's like now, did Zack you, Snyder zombies? I said that it was like the Walking Dead zombies. Now, did okay, you guys yeah. know that they said they've said in the Walking Dead? Now, I stopped watching it a long, long time ago, but they said that they always skipped winter. You'll notice, like it always ends in the fall and starts in the spring mm. because. They said in that show that the zombies aren't very active in the winter. But it's in Georgia, right? Like, so they'd still be pretty it's cold. It's still be pretty warm. It's cold. They in have Georgia. snow. Yeah. That's my biggest problem with that do. show is like, why don't they go to other areas? Like, I know. I wish they on. would. See, that was my thinking on that. Is I'm I'm gonna go with the same line on that. Is I was always thinking that it's like you know Midwest cold winters. You know if things freeze up. Where you could just basically, where they'd kind of be frozen. For a while. For a while. Or even if you got like a hard cold spell where everything was like super cold for a while, then well, you just bundled up and you went out and you just kind of picked off frozen zombies. You didn't have to deal with it over the winter. Just, you know, take care of them as they're just laying there frozen solid. And I'm sure then spring they'd reanimate as they thawed out. And Think of all the See, good work you could do in the winter. I don't know. I feel like the zombies are kind of just like a, a guy on like PCP or something. Like they don't care about the cold. They're just, <laughs> they're just, they have well, to strive. Jordan, care how about do you cold, know that a guy on characteristics PCP doesn't yeah, care about cold? Freeze. The guy they, on, they don't feel it. They just the go, on, go, go. Yeah, but the guy on PCP would still freeze to death. <laughs> 
but the zombie's dead. Yeah, but I'm saying he just freeze solid. They're just motionless. They're still alive, but they're motionless. This where this, you can just take care of them and clean out. They the don't area. even always have like muscles on their on their body. They're just moving somehow. How they would they move without muscles? They uh, they do. They they if they even if it's just a skeleton, they they're just moving. That defies biology <laughs> and physics. Well, so does well, zombies. So does zombies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, all right, boys. So uh, Emmett was smoking the Drew Estate Liga Pravada. Bauhaus, which is like Bauhaus, a, you have to say it like this. It's like Bauhaus, a European yeah. release, right? It is not an effeminate this, German name. This Stop is the Bauhaus, it, Jordan. Yeah. That is that's way yeah. too effeminate. Knock it off. Now we have to uh, talk about our uh, number two cigar that Emmett brought us. Uh, I liked this cigar a lot, but I'm going to go first to Quinn. Quinn, tell me about this cigar. Your thoughts, where you think it might be from, your rating, etc. I did like it. Um, it was a nice nice gritty wrapper to it so i was gonna go broadleaf for that a little bit of grit not as oily as like a connecticut broadleaf but maybe pennsylvania oh quinn's getting specific yeah i had, he- I had a circle back from the hyena on that <laughs> on that flop i had <laughs> <laughs> um really good smoke output about halfway through i got a lot of like buttery uh pretzel kind of note to it um i'm gonna say nicaraguan and I'm going to just, for the heck of it, say foundation. Hmm, interesting. Hmm. All right, Scotty. Wait, 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 wait. Quinn, what's your rating? I'd give this a 90. What'd you give the last one? I'll give this a 91. <laughs> <laughs> you can't double up, ever. <laughs> All right, so draw stayed super loose on this one, real airy. It was kind of hard for me to actually get a lot off of this what i was getting was some of those more bitter rye bread toasted notes uh, a little bit of pepper it kind of flattened out and it's gotten a little boring for me but i'm not sure if that's the cigar or just the way the construction on it uh i'm leaning mexican san andres wrapper on it but not solid by any stretch of the imagination uh as for brand you got me i've I'm literally drawing a blank on this one. I'm going to be surprised on this one. But with everything, uh, the burn's been good otherwise. So I'm going to give it a 87. 87. Jordan, what would you say? Uh, I like this one. Um, gritty, earthy, uh, but it's very balanced. I like that about it. And I think you hit it pretty early on with those, those stone fruits that come through in the sweetness. Uh, it's got like this bitterness up front, but like the stone fruit comes underneath. Um, I, it's also got like some uh, white pepper in the retrohale, which I I dig. Uh, I don't think Emmett would give us a tricky chaka, but it has a tricky chaka vibe to it. <laughs> um, and so I would I would guess in that realm, like a broadleaf Nicaraguan. Uh, I w- I'm gonna give it a 91. Wow, that's a sweet. That's a high score. I'm gonna. S- I, I also like this cigar, Emmett. Like, two cigars, really good. Now, this is much uh, darker than I gravitate towards. Mm-hmm. I would have gravitated more towards the first cigar that you gave me as far as just my personal tastes go. But I still really like this one a lot, and I do feel like it could be some type of broadleaf, um, either Connecticut or Pennsylvania. I'm not uh, exactly sure. It does have that Nicaraguan spice to it. Um, what did I give the first one? 90? Yes. I think so. 
So I'd have to go 89 if I can't double up. But I prob if I could if I could double up, I I might give this a 90 as well. But since I can't, I would put it a notch below the first one that I had. So, but that does, that's not a knock on this cigar by any stretch of the imagination, because I'm really enjoying the flavors of this. And I have to say, tonight when we started this our smoking session in the garage, I was having a really hard time uh, just tasting cigars in general, and. This cigar cuts through all of that. That's a so good sign. It's a good sign. It it means it's it's got some kick to it and the flavor is able to pierce through the palate issue that I've sort of been having. You know how some some nights you have like a yeah. palate issue for whatever for whatever reason and I had to go back and smoke an Espinosa Warzone to kind of get my palate back cuz I know I love that cigar oh, so those much. Are real good. And so like this cigar like pierces through all of that, um, so I'm gonna say a super solid 89. Okay. What is it? All right, so everybody whiffed on the wrapper again. Oh, jeez. It's an Ecuadorian Habano Oscuro. No way. Oh, wow. Wrapper. That's a what? That's the world. That's a powerful. Corojo binder. Okay. Nicaraguan Corojo Jalapa Criollo Condeja filler. Uh, it is actually the uh, so it it's not a new cigar, but it's it's kind of new to me. I discovered it recently. Um, and we rated it recently on the site, really high. So I figured I would. It is the Ramon Ayones by AJ Fernandez. Wow, oh. yeah, very interesting. Wow. Yeah. So it, I kind of stayed away from it a w- for a while because I, I, you know, the price point's pretty high on it. I was waiting for a good deal, so it's been out for a couple years. But I finally pulled the trigger, and I was like, "Holy smokes, this cigar is really good." And we rated it a 94 on Blind Man's Pub. Wow, that's and high. so yeah, it, everybody loved it on there, and I figured you guys would like it too. It's kind of one of those under the radar smokes that nobody's really talking about, but is really solid. I I enjoy that a lot. You know, it's Dang. back in the day, Ramon Ayonas. Uh, they remember when General tried to bring it back. Yeah, and they it had it like for a while there with uh, it was under the Michael, foundry foundry line. Michael Giannini, yeah. and it was like a super bizarre. So now it's come back again. Um, but this this is a, a really really interesting and flavorful version yeah. of this cigar. Yeah, I, AJ actually took over the the brand. They did, they aren't making it for General. It's actually AJ's now. So that's I thought that was pretty interesting. I can see this uh, being a pretty highly rated rated stick. I yeah. I could have. Th- Gone a ninety one, except for I didn't want to put it above the the one that I had before because I really really like that right. that Blackworks uh, cigar. So final question before we wrap up the show, Emmett, how would you if you could die in any fashion? Ooh. how do you how would you like to go out of this world and go into the afterlife? How would you if you could choose to how to die? How would you? I think it would have choose? to be it would have to be like saving somebody's life, like mm. pushing a little kid out from a bus that was about to hit him or something. That would be that'd be the epitome for me. Like go out, save someone, not have to feel it really. If you just die instantly, that would that would be the right. I like that one, uh, Scott. Uh, how would you like to go out? I'm going comedian on this. I'm gonna go out <laughs> the same way I came in, <laughs> fat, naked, and crying. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right, Quinn. Uh, How do you top that, Quinn? Curing barn fire in Nicaragua, (laughs) then cultivated into the fields of Jalapa. Oh, that's genius. A a fire is like the worst way you could possibly die. Like, but but think of the smell. Smell. It smell like chicken, right? Like cooking human. Hey, you could have you could have gone out with Alec Bradley. They recently had a curing barn fire, and you could have just I could have, but I wasn't there. there. Yeah, things happened. 
All right, Jordan, what's your what's your uh, way to go? I, I got to go out ugly. Just I would I, my skin needs to be sheared off. I'm sliding down the side <laughs> of some sort of metal and oh I cut the what? catch the wrong edge and just. It's <laughs> <laughs> horrific. God. Sounds terrible. It's <laughs> a terrible way to go. I'm gonna go kind of the way Emmett is similar vein of Emmett, except for in my scenario, the communists are invading the United States. <laughs> And it's just this giant army of 10,000 Chinese communists, and they're just coming at me. And they're taking, and I have just, I have a shotgun, you know, and it's, you know, like I have like 30 shells in my pocket, <laughs> and I'm just like, I just run towards this wall of communists, just like, just, you know, I know, I know I'm not going to make it, you know, sure, right? Sure, but yeah. I'm just going to run at them 100 miles an hour screaming. America, you know, <laughs> boom, 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 shooting as many as I can. That, that's how I go. All so right. I got to thank everybody. Uh, thanks, Scott and Quinn, for joining us and, and uh, coming along for the ride. Um, that was a lot of fun. Jordan, uh, obviously, uh, producer boy Jordan, the world's greatest uh, cigar podcast producer in the world. And, of course, Emmett from Blind Man's Puff. Emmett, what do you got coming up on Blind Man's Puff uh, that people can uh, look forward to reading soon? You got anything? So I don't want to give any spoilers, but I'll tell you what we just reviewed recently. We've been giving out a whole lot of low scores, actually, which I think people might find surprising. Like, we reviewed the, uh, the La Aurora 107 from that's been aging a few years, the CAO Vision. Everything's been scoring, like, an 86 these days, which is really low for us. So it's, it's been kind of interesting, like... If you think we give out all 90s, it's just not true. Like, go go look at some of the recent reviews. Like, we've been really harsh lately. It's it's interesting. Now you had the vision, I think, in the in the garage in the yeah, studio. I didn't hate I almost the, a garage. I didn't in the hate studio. The, the submarine. Yeah, the submarine the other day. I didn't hate the vision. I thought it it was it was fine. It wasn't worth 19 dollars, whatever they're charging for it. But it wasn't horrible. Like like our our review was not kind to it. Um, I'll just say that. But yeah, we've been giving out a lot of. A lot of low scores lately, which is surprising, and kind of I kind of like it. Like we're not we're not super kind to everybody all the time. So well, and and really, what it boils down to is every year you review different cigars. Yeah, and so whatever what whatever those cigars happen to be, it, that's what it happens to be. If you have a year where you you know smoke more cigars that are of you know lesser interest or quality, you're gonna have. Lower cigars, yeah. right? And, and the selection hasn't sense. been super great as of late. Like, we're kind of scraping the barrel for new stuff to review, so. What would you, s how would you characterize this year so far in uh, cigar I releases? Feel like, I feel like this year we're kind of catching up from the lack of cigars that came out last year, because there's, there's always kind of a lag between, you know, when we get a cigar, we have to let it rest for a little bit and review it, and just not that many new cigars to review right now. So I'm, I'm hoping this new season of, of TPE and PCA kind of turns that around and people come out with some new stuff, but... But lately, it just has not been super great. Mm. Yeah. Um, it has been a strange couple of years. There's yeah. no doubt about that in the cigar industry. But uh, Emmett will be going to TPE. They'll be covering TPE. Blind Man's Puff will cover that. Uh, the dojo will be down there. We'll be hanging out, as always, hanging out with my good buddy, Emmett. Always. Uh, we won the uh, hockey championship. We're the champions. We're the champions, although we did lose our very we first game. We lost our very first Phenomenal. game on the next season. <laughs> yeah, but that's okay. But we've been out in style. We, hit, we played well that game. <laughs> this, is the, this is the Cigar Dojo style. Lose every game and then go crazy in the playoffs yes. and then just win it all. We're the underdogs, so yeah. people will kind of under... Underrate us, yes. yeah, exactly. And Emmett, you got new skates. I got new skates. I'm like, I'm like oh. lightning out there right oh, now, yeah. you guys. I'm yeah. just 
<laughs> so so fast. Man. No, but thanks for uh, joining us tonight on Facebook. We appreciate all of you guys. Love you guys so much. This is what makes uh, Smoking Our Lives so much fun. Uh, Wednesday. Uh, oh, b- uh, before we get to Wednesday, tomorrow, tomorrow I'm recording a episode of Cigar Jukebox with uh, William Cooper, Cigar Coop, our good buddy William Cooper. And, of course, Dave Burke in Australia. And we're going to be talking about the Clash album, London Calling, which is one of my favorite albums of all time. So we'll be talking in-depth into that. We'll record it tomorrow. I think it airs on Monday. Uh, Not exactly sure. but So look forward to that. That'll be fun. As far as Flavor Odyssey goes, on Wednesday, guys, you got to be ready because this is going to be a fun one, Jordan. It's the oh, new. Yeah. It's the new Fonseca. The new uh, my father. Fonseca. My father Fonseca, and and Emmett. This will be paired with a Cabernet Sauvignon. What, it, I know you're not going to be on that show, Emmett. But just your thoughts, just quickly imagining a the new Fonseca with a Cabernet Sauvignon. What would you think that? How would that go? I'm having trouble picturing that because I'm familiar with both of those things, but I don't feel like they would go together off the top of my head. But until you try it, you never know. I sort of feel like wine is, I've said this so many times, people probably hate when I say this, but wine is a super underrated cigar pairing. It, it is. It really, yeah, is it, it, it really is a good pairing. If you, it's tough. It's harder to pick the right wine than it is like to pick a good beer to go with something. Right. Yeah, for sure. But when you do get the right when wine. When you get it right, it's amazing. Because, yeah. I, because of the fact that wine has subtle flavors. Yeah, it's and like a so, narrower focus of flavors, I right. feel like. So that'll be fun. So uh, make sure to tune in uh, Wednesday for uh, Robbie. And Randy doing the Fonseca and Cabernet Sauvignon. As ne- far as next, a week from tonight, the next Smoking Alive, guess what? It's going to be Dogma Day. So get the dog day. E- either get the original Dogma or get the new Sun Grown Dogma because it's going to be Dogma Day. We're going to be smoking dogmas next Friday night. We'll have a special guest and some special news uh, to present to everybody on Friday. So that's going to be a blast. Next Friday night, Dogma Day. Make sure you have your dogmas lined up. The other day I saw a guy posted. He was like, hey, I got this uh, bundle of dogma. I've, this guy gave it to me uh, in a trade, and it was the ori- it was the original bundle of dogmas. Ooh. You could tell because it has the square dojo logo on it. The OG. And so it was the OG. Those are smoking amazing at this point. They're I like guess they'll have like one super sweet. somewhere. Yeah. Oh, so good. Like that. That is the cigar that ages so well. Anyways, so that's uh, next Friday night. As far as tonight goes, all night long on Dojaverse, check in your favorite cigars. Uh, tell us what you're smoking. Tell us what you're drinking. Tell us what you're listening to with hashtag now playing. So until next time, remember, never, never smoke, smoke alone. alone. We'll see you guys next week. Is it fast? Oh, it's fast. What about the options? What about the options? It's got all the options. But, like, what about price? It's got to be expensive. Not expensive at all, man. JR's got the greatest deals on cigars and accessories. Check it out. Oh, wow. Look at these. Oh, look at that deal. It's a good price. What are you guys doing with my car? Your car? I thought this was your car. I thought it was your car. Why would it be my car? I don't know. It's not again. We'll get out, but I'm taking this with a JR on the go. No matter whose car you're in, JR Cigar is there for you.